Welcome to the Land of Etheria. Season 1, The Shattering. Episode 25, The Cliff Keep. Once upon a time, in the Land of Etheria, there was a Princess Nea and a Princess Lulu, and they went on the most amazing adventures. Now Princess Nea and Princess Lulu had just rescued Scorch from King Balok and the ogres of Gosdor, and Scorch took them all back to his nest in the mountains on the Morin Peninsula. A peninsula is a piece of land that is surrounded on three sides by water. Now, while they were in Scorch's nest, Princess Nea could not believe her eyes. Sitting right next to them in the nest was a feather. But not just any feather. It was a magic Skyrabian feather. She could tell because it sparkled and was a beautiful silver color, like the moon. And a feather like that could give the one who uses it the power to fly with wings like an eagle. And that's when Nea realized something very peculiar. When she was standing with Wall and Lulu at the Enchanted Well, she had secretly wished that she could fly just like Princess Arya of Skyrabia and Joe the Botanist. She had never told anyone, but it had been a secret wish in her heart ever since the first time she met Princess Arya and visited Skyrabia long ago. Was her wish coming true too? She could hardly believe it. But unlike Wall, who had a magic gold coin, Nea didn't throw anything into the well. Nea reached over and picked up the feather. Even though she didn't know how to use it, she had paid special attention when Joe had used hers. She just held it close to her heart, and then Joe grew wings. Maybe you have to concentrate, said Lulu. Meanwhile, Scorch laid in his nest and licked his arm, happy to be home and grooming himself. Nea held it to her chest and thought about the sky and about flying, but nothing happened. Would you look at that? interrupted Paul. And just to the side of the mountain, up a walkway path, was a tall tower. And if you looked down the mountain, you could see that there was a pathway from the beach below, from a little village, in fact, to the tower high up in the mountains. Let's go take a look, said Wall. Guess I'm just going to have to figure this out later, Nea shrugged, putting the feather in her pocket. As they walked up the windy path towards the tower, the winds kept blowing hard. Even though the winds were blowing, they could hear a bunch of loud noises coming from around the cliffs. Bum bum, bum bum, they heard. And as the noise got closer, they looked over to see a huge mountain giant right there heading towards the tower. A giant! shouted Nea. Where do all these giants come from? Bugasnagawaga, she said, coming towards them. And Lulu, starting to get a little bit more familiar with seeing giants, pulled out her magic flute that could put giants to sleep and started playing it. As the giant heard the tune, her eyes widened and then slowly became heavy. She started to yawn and then yawn again and then couldn't stop yawning until she finally crawled to the ground and fell asleep right there in front of the tower. 
With the immediate threat of the giant gone, they headed to the cliff castle to explore it. As they looked above the doorway and around the castle, they saw more inscriptions of griffins. It's a griffin, said Wall, just like the ones I rescued. Had they paid more attention on their way to the small castle, they would have noticed a few other signs down the pathway to the beach that had more griffins on them as well. Walking into the castle, it was very, very quiet. In fact, it looked like nobody had been there for years. Everything looked like it was falling apart. In every way they looked, all the furniture had holes, and rugs hanging on the walls had holes, and there were cobwebs on the corners. It was actually kind of creepy, scary, and lonely inside. And then they heard footsteps. Step, step, step. And out of one of the back rooms walked up an old elven lady. She was very old and felt very distant. Hello, Princess Nea asked, a little awkwardly. Who is there? She asked slowly back. It is Princess Nea and Princess Lulu of Sparland. And Wall of Tracod, Wall added bravely. You must leave, she said, very afraid and very nervously. You see, this castle is cursed and run by a very, very powerful and scary monster. A griffin. She's not a nice griffin. She's a mean one and very dangerous. Princess Nea and Princess Lulu looked at each other. Everything about this castle seemed oddly familiar to them. Why is she so dangerous? asked Nea. I do not know. A shooting star fell from the sky. It flew through the tower window and fell at the foot of my bed. After I found it, the monster came and attacked me and took the crystal all for herself. She didn't want to share it and told me not to tell anyone. And now I'm stuck here in this castle, a prisoner in my own home. But you all must leave before someone gets hurt. This does seem awfully dangerous, Wall said. I think maybe we should get out of here, Lulu said. And as they turned around to leave, they heard wings flapping behind them. And then in front of them, the door slammed shut. Slam! Then furniture all around them began to crash. And then a loud cry. And when they turned around, the old lady was gone. Just like magic, she disappeared. Quick, up the stairs, Lulu said. And they ran up the stairs to the top of the tower. Far below them, in the main entry, there was crashing and growling and roaring all around them. As they climbed the stairs faster and faster, they could hear the griffin behind them, its lion claws thumping against the stone steps. The pump, the pump. And they could hear it knocking down more furniture and pulling down more tapestries as it chased them up the stairs. Finally, they made it to the highest room of the tower and shut the door behind them, pushing a large armoire in front of the door for to barricade it. No sooner had they caught their breaths than they heard a large cry from outside the window. Squawk! And from the window descended the griffin, wings flapping and squawking. Everyone was cornered in the room at the top of the tall tower. They had nowhere else to go. They didn't know what to do. But with every encounter like this, Lulu was getting braver and braver. As the large beast hurled itself toward her, 
Lulu pulled out her magic calming flute and played the tune that she'd learned that put giants to sleep and had even saved them from the other monster griffin in the elven keep before. And just as the griffin was feet away from the adventurers, her wings started to shrink and her cry started to fade. She fell to the floor with a loud thud and her lion body began to morph into an old elven body. Her large hawk head began to turn back into an old wrinkly skin of an elf's until she was no longer a griffin, but an old elf lady the one from the entryway. Around her neck, the princesses could see that she was wearing a glowing yellow crystal. Do you think she's a keeper? asked Lulu. I don't know. I mean, it's still glowing. She doesn't really strike me as someone being of pure heart. Naya bent over to pick up the crystal. As she did, Lulu went to the window still a little curious how the griffin found its way outside and then up this window so fast. When Lulu walked away, though, the crystal faded. Lulu, come back here, Nea shouted. Lulu stepped closer to the yellow crystal, and it started to glow again. She's not a keeper. You are, Nea said. Lulu's eyes got wide. Really? I can't believe it. Me? I was secretly hoping and wishing to be one. And, wow! Lulu picked up the crystal, and for a second she felt what others could feel when they were able to make a crystal glow. She felt so powerful, so special. She felt like she could do whatever she wanted. Lulu, are you okay? Asked Nea, noticing her face change. Lulu shook her head, trying to clear her mind. Yeah, it's uh it's just it's these crystals make make you feel really powerful and special. Like you can do anything, whatever you want. I've never felt like that before. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Nea reassured her. And that's the story about how Princess Nea found a Skyrabian feather and Princess Lulu found the yellow tornadian crystal. What they still had yet to figure out was the story of Wall's long-lost family. But that story is for another time. The End The Land of Etheria is produced by a father-daughter team and made possible in part to its supporting fans. It's contributions from fans like you that keep the adventure going. If you enjoy The Land of Etheria and would like to see more episodes, please visit us at www.thelandofetheria.com and consider supporting the podcast. Thank you, and have a great night.